Welcome to the Real Sisters of Sobriety. We're real sisters and we're real sober. Hosted by the creator and founder of No Booze Babes, Shay Gomez, and her sober sister, Sydney. Let's get real, babes. Welcome, welcome to the Real Sisters of Sobriety podcast. I'm the older sister, Shay. I'm the youngest sister, Sydney. We're so happy that you're here. Let's get right into it. We are going to talk a little bit about family today. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> oh, dearie. Um, you know, we all have our own family dynamics. Um, families are complicated. We all have our little family secrets and all that jazz. But, you know, let's talk about what it's like to be sober sisters in a family where everyone else drinks, right? Yeah. So usually there's only like one person in a family that's sober. But for us, it's two of us, which is awesome because we have each other. But every family comes with its own, uh, I don't know, the good, the bad and the ugly, I guess. Yeah. 100%. Um, we've definitely experienced that, right? Yes, we have. I think also it's cool because I mean, you're the oldest, I'm the youngest. And for us to like share this together is amazing. But I do feel like our middle sister, since she isn't sober, there could be, I don't know, it could be different for her since we have this amazing connection between each other, just like going on this sobriety journey together and being able to talk to you about everything. And of course, we're all sisters, like we talk about everything, but it's something that we can't connect with her with. Yeah, so, I mean, we should definitely have her on the podcast, I think. Um, babes, let us know if that's something that you would like. Um, you can email us at the real sisters of sobriety at gmail.com for anything, any topics, questions you have. But I think that could be beneficial because, you know, we are three sisters and we've always been pretty close, but like, I wonder how she feels too. Like, does she feel left out? Like I've definitely seen some shifts in her, whether it be like kind of hiding the fact that she's drinking or maybe like taking a break, which is awesome. Um, but I feel like maybe she feels judged sometimes. Like I know at the beginning when it was just me and I was like first starting out like my journey and being booze free and figuring that out for myself, but also feeling so great. Like I know she came to me and she was asking questions about it. And then, you know, when I give advice, I think I was being probably too preachy because <laughs> I like, I was just so thrilled about it. And I didn't mean to like try to preach at anyone or sway her in a certain direction. But I think it's like, we're three sisters and I think, um, our alcohol consumption was similar and like we would black mm -hmm. out. Like we had similar, um, repetitive like things that would happen when we go out the same kind of thing, like with drinking and we'd black out and kind of do the same stuff and feel the same way the next day. We mm -hmm. all had anxiety. We all had the same stuff going on. So I feel like once you became sober, you obviously wanted to tell us because you know that we feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, obviously we, <laughs> have been sisters for life and we have a very long history. Um, but I think also our drinking is very similar. I think like mm -hmm. the way the alcohol hits our bodies is similar. So, um, yeah, it's like if I could alleviate any of that anxiety and help you guys, like being the older sister, like, I think sometimes I take kind of like a second mom kind of role. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that's hard too. And I think I found it hard being sober and, trying to balance that as well, because I want everyone to like be booze free if that's what they want. Um, because it's been so amazing and life changing for me. And it's interesting too, because I feel like I was talking to Sheridan, which is our, our middle sister. Hey girl. Um, I was talking to her more about 
being alcohol free than I even was to you. Yeah. And then the fact that you texted me and were like, Hey, I haven't drank for a week. And like, here you are like over 10 months. Um, crazy. It's really crazy. Right. Yeah, it really is. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think family dynamics definitely shift, whether you're the only one who's sober in your family, having to deal with that. I mean, I think families love you and they always come from a place of love, but also they like really want to know your business all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had a family barbecue recently and I was like, oh my gosh, can I just like give flashcards out and say, yes, I'm moving to California. Yes. This is what's happening in my career. Yes. I'm unemployed. You know, like answer all the common questions that you get. Um, but I think being sober is a whole nother layer because families are like, oh, you, why? Like, or maybe mom was kind of relieved when we stopped drinking, which oh, I think yeah. she was. She hundred percent was. She didn't want to hear those stories anymore. No. And I think like me living in New York and being single and that's when my drinking was really heavy. Um, she was worried. I was like 3000 miles away. I was hopping into cabs and stuff. I seriously don't remember getting home most of the time, which is mm-hmm. frightening that I even put myself in those situations. But I can't even imagine as a mother not having control. Like we're adults, like we are in control of our own lives, but alcohol made us get out of control. Yeah. I think we can both agree to that. We've had drunk nights out in the past and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be a whole podcast of all of our dirty <laughs> little secrets. Um, but it's interesting to see the changes. Like, do you feel like your relationship has changed with like anyone in our family or obviously our relationship has changed for the better? Yeah. I mean, ours has just been a million times closer. Like we did butt heads when we were in high school or growing up and stuff because we are so similar. And I think the fact that when you became sober and then I did as well, it just shows that similarity. Like we both want the best for our lives and the best for each other. I do feel like relationships have changed I feel I can be a better sister to everyone I feel like a better daughter to Carol like Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm actually making her proud and I don't know it's just like amazing I do feel weird though sometimes with Sheridan it's kind of like I don't know kind of a weird thing to step into with sobriety like I know she comes and tries to talk to us about stuff And we always say, oh, well, maybe you should stop drinking or like, because we all do have anxiety for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she does feel judged or tries to hide. I mean, one time what we were at a family dinner and she was taking shots around the corner, like trying to hide it from us. Yeah. It's just kind of a weird dynamic in that fact. I think people don't realize that just because you're sober and you've chosen this life, you've chosen to cut alcohol out of your life, that that means that we are imposing any judgment on you. Like you do you, we're just like thriving in our lives and so happy. And like, we want everyone else to be happy and thriving as well. Yeah. We're just trying to tell people how we feel because we've been in every position as well. Yeah, totally. And so like, you know, this is not like a bad mouthing our sister sesh, but like, I think a lot of the times this is true for anyone is like when people say things that you don't want to hear, or they say like, Hey, maybe you should try this. And, and that doesn't align with maybe what they want, then it, They think it's like some judgment or they take it out on you because it's coming from you. Like, even though you're trying to be like helpful, even though you're trying to be helpful, it's just, it comes off as judgment and it can be, you know, people aren't ready to deal with it. I mean, it took us time. Like I did Mm -hmm. plenty of like no drink Novembers, dry Januaries. And I think always in my gut, I wanted to stop drinking. Um, but I didn't know how I didn't know that I could, I didn't know I was capable. I didn't know it was an option. So I think 
I even knew people who didn't drink and I would be like, oh really? Like, wow, I'm so jealous. I or, wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. Like you can, you can. do it. Um, so if you're in that position, you're listening, like you can do it. Um, but you know, sometimes it's stuff you don't want to hear. Like I'd have drunk nights where I do or say something and I'd hear about them the next day, whether that was from a best friend, whether that was from my partner and you don't want to believe that stuff about yourself. Mm-mm. Um, so that's hard to, it's hard cause you don't want to blame yourself. You have to live inside your body and live with yourself every day. And, um, so I think even though people mean well, sometimes, um, if we're not ready to hear it, we're not ready to hear it. So I feel like that's kind of been kind of our experience. I mean, there's yeah. so many more layers as there are with any relationships and as there are with just families in general. But, um, I've noticed in quarantine, you know, our stepdad likes to have, you know, happy hour every night at five. And especially when we were all super quarantined in the beginning, we were all literally in the same house. Um, you know, us no booze babes, Sid and I would bring like club sodas or we wouldn't even have a drink at all. Or we'd have like a non-alcoholic beer or we'd try a new thing together, Mm -hmm. um, which was awesome. But I think it also kind of, whether we were realizing it or not, was like affecting like maybe what our mom thought about her relationship with alcohol. Like, I don't think mom's ever had an issue with alcohol at all. She did enjoy a beer every happy hour. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I started, you know, she didn't acknowledge it, but she kind of just said, um, well, I guess she did acknowledge it. She was like, you know, like, I don't want to drink every night. So I'm going to like sometimes just have like a soda and Mm -hmm. have it in a martini glass. And I thought that was cool because it wasn't because we we were saying anything. I think it was just because she was around us so much and we weren't drinking. And she felt comfortable it gave her with permission it. to mm-hmm. do what she wanted to do too. Um, so I've seen that change and I think it's awesome. I mean, of like course I, we support it. We're like, yes, a squirt in a martini glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone even know what squirt is? It's like a lot li- lemon lime soda. It's so I it good was like though. Grapefruit. I don't know. It's some citrus situation. Diet squirt. That's what Carol likes. Hi, Carol. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I mean, whether she knew it or not, like I definitely saw that change. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I wonder if we weren't two of her daughters that were sober, if that would have been a change she would have made. Yeah. You know, you see shifts like like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you also see the other side of it. Like, like you said, our stepdad does have a martini every night and then falls it up with another drink or something. And you kind of just see people's habits mm-hmm. in that kind of way, especially as being so confined together, you realize like what everyone's doing. Totally. Whether you like it or not, you're like, is the bathroom free? Oh wait, everyone's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, you're literally like living on top of each other, but yeah. And it's interesting because you see people's patterns and you see that like he is, you know, very regimented and, always has martini at five and then he has this and then he has that you know he's like that in every aspect not only with when it comes to drinking but that's where the real sisters of sobriety we're going to talk about drinking of course of course um so it's interesting to see that I mean personally when I was starting like getting rid of alcohol and starting my break I it gave me that time to realize my patterns I was like when do I want to reach for alcohol when do I want to you know, open a bottle of wine or pour myself a glass of whatever. So it was really interesting, um, you know, being in a family dynamic to see what our family's patterns are. I mean, we, let's talk about our dad for a sec or many seconds. And suddenly the podcast is over because we have a million things to talk about (laughs) when it comes to this. 
Um, so just a little background is that, um, our parents are divorced and, um, yeah, so <laughs> here we go. Um, so <laughs> just dive in, okay, we're going to dive in. But what I, what was coming to mind first is that, you know, our dad's very active on Facebook. I don't know if that's just like a parent thing. I don't know if that's an old people thing that they don't know how to work Facebook really, but I mean, you would think, or I would think that having two sober daughters, you might be more aware of what you're choosing to post on it on um, Facebook. And like every time I'm scrolling through the Facebook feed, I see pictures of alcohol. I see bottles of wine. I see bottles of tequila. I see jokes about, well, I'm all stocked up for quarantine or, you know what I mean? I mean, we can do a whole podcast on all of that. Like, mm-hmm advertising of alcohol and the glamorization of alcohol, which we'll definitely touch base on. But um, back to dad, um, I just would think maybe you'd be more aware of that. Well, I also think it's not even just that. I mean, our dad does have a past of alcoholism. He did go to AA when we were young and stuff. So I think also us being in this like sobriety position, you would kind of make, I would think that he would look back and be like, think of the person he was. And I don't know. Does that I make mean, sense? You know what the weird thing is though too, Sid is like, I don't even know if he went to AA because he thought he had a problem. Like, I think he was trying to save our parents' marriage. No, yeah, honestly. I, I think so too. I mean, um, looking back and being old now and kind of looking at that, it's, it's weird. I mean, especially just, I don't know. I wish like we could talk to him about it, but I, I really don't think we'd get the truth. Um, and now you're really getting to know us, babe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, really, our family broke up because our dad was cheating. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, going back to alcohol that night, we found out he was wasted. Yeah, he was wasted, and I remember I was like taking um, videos on my phone, like laughing because I didn't even know that he was drunk. Like I had never really like seen him known. Drunk. Yeah, I hadn't really. He had been like hiding that, or he hadn't been drinking for like I think over ten years or something. Yeah. Um. But I think the reality is like when you drink, your inhibitions are lowered. Like I personally would get very flirtatious when Mm -hmm, I was drinking. And I think the same goes for our dad. And, um, you know, I think alcohol or not, like it was his decision to go off and meet up with people and whatever. And I don't think he was always drinking, but I think a lot of the time when he was drinking was when he would talk to people at the bar, when he would maybe start up a relationship or, you know what I mean? So that's a whole different story. But I think that's also why it's like, not great seeing him post about alcohol because I'm like, that's literally partly why our family's broken up. Yeah. A hundred percent. And also it makes me so freaking grateful that that will never be our story. No, we, we will, will always be there for our family. Yeah. And we will always, always be able to be pick able to... up people, pick mm-hmm. up our kids, like at any hour that they need us, you know? Um, so I mean, there's so many obviously benefits to cutting booze out of your life, but I think I know just thinking, I mean, of our position and how that happened with our dad, like we will always be in a place where we can reflect and talk to our partner and stuff because we won't have alcohol to steer us in any other direction. Mm -hmm. Like we'll be able to actually be a hundred percent there all the time, especially, I mean, when we found out that night and then to add alcohol into it and then see what he's posting now, it's, I think it's really hard to see as a daughter because one of the biggest things that happened in your life was alcohol involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's really hard. And I'm sure some people can relate to like coming from a family that has, um, you know, alcoholism in that family line. Like I, our grandpa was also 
an alcoholic and mm-hmm. he went to AA and he hasn't, he's been sober for so long now, but like, it's just interesting to kind of see that family history and then also how alcohol also affected us really negatively. Yeah. I mean, I think there is people that are like, really, you can't just have one drink really blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, some people can't do that. AKA us like yeah. one drink's going to lead to many more drinks than we want. You know, we, my problem was I couldn't stop. Like I wanted, mm. even if I was like, okay, I'm going to have two glasses of wine. I was thinking about the third. I was thinking, am I drinking faster than everyone? I was thinking, oh my God, like if the bottle's almost empty, am I going to get another glass out of this? Like I see where that comes in. And I feel like, I mean, you speak for yourself, but like, I feel like we have those similar patterns in our family. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same exact way. I feel the same way on the wine or the drink or like, when is the server going to come over? Am I almost done with my drink to get another one? It's like, why is that your mindset? It's so crazy to look back and think like that. Yeah. And it's interesting too. Like I kind of like wish that dad would, I mean, I think he supports us and you know, he follows us and whatever, but like, I wish this was a conversation that we could have because I personally think that just from the past, like, I don't want to tell him how to live his life, but that maybe it's best to not drink alcohol or not just push it all over Facebook and Instagram and every social platform. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, I think it's hurtful for us to see as daughters, um, because we know like that that's what broke up our family and that's, you know, took a big, big role in changing and shaping our lives. I mean, I don't know about you, but after the divorce, like I, and then I went through a breakup and I, you know, the timeline of everything, that's really when I started drinking. Like if I think about it now, exactly when I started drinking 16 years old, crazy is that like, and I waited, like I was like a sophomore in college, but that's when our parents got divorced. Like I actually just connected those dots actually. Damn. Yeah. We started drinking at the same time. Holy crap. (laughs) Look at us now. Um, but that's nuts. Whoa. Sorry. My mind's just blown for a little bit, but I mean, it's even now I'm connecting this to think like I was taking an outlet that was so negative that I literally saw was negative in that. I mean, that night that we found out and stuff and I took the outlet to drink, like that's so toxic. It's so toxic, but you know what? Like, what do we see on advertisements? What do we see pushing our faces? What do we see all these models and these bougie people like drinking, Mm -hmm. they're drinking alcohol. Like we're trained to like, think that this is what adults do. Like, Ooh, so I'm 16 years old and I'm going to be rebellious and do what adults do, or I'm going to fit in with this group of people. Or, you know, it's like, you feel like cool. You Mm -hmm. think it's cool, but like, really it's like holding you back from knowing your true self. It's holding you back from actually dealing with emotions that you're feeling. Instead, you numb them. That's what I definitely did between the divorce and a breakup and trying to figure myself out. Like I was trying to numb as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And like, how bad is that? It's like holding you back from knowing yourself from really thriving in your life. Like, I mean, personally, I got in such a vicious cycle. And it's like, I was used to being hung over at work. I was like, hopefully I can hit this high note at this audition because I had, you know, I partied too hard on the weekend and I'm still three days later, not feeling a hundred percent hydrated or a hundred percent at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I could go on about this forever, especially, I guess we can get back to family. family. <laughs> I think like too, I mean, when I was going through all of that, we were on opposite sides of the world. Like our mom had to see me actually go through it. 
which I feel like getting sober now, she even can be more thankful because, oh my goodness, I was such a bad daughter. Like I, she would find me on the front lawn, like passed out. I wouldn't make it to the door. Like how awful is that to see as like a 16 year old that's going through that? That's so, so awful. So to even put her through that is crazy just for me to try to find like an outlet. So how bringing that up, like, how do you think that's changed your relationship? Like, do you think that you have a deeper relationship now? Do you think since you've been through so much shit together, like, (laughs) um, like what's that like between you and mom now? Um, I think we definitely have a deeper relationship now. I mean, we were always really close, even when I was misbehaving and stuff, she was always there for me. And obviously she was mad a lot of the times, (laughs) but after the divorce, it was just me and her, like it was just us for so long. So to be able to for her to like be proud of me now and to look back and be like, wow, I'm not that person at all anymore is I think huge. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like we all have like a really close relationship with our mom. She's like one of our girlfriends, one of our sisters. Yes. Um, and she loves when people call us, are you guys sisters? You know? <laughs> um, but like, you know, Carol and I have talked about that and talked about you and like every time you hit a milestone or, you know, all of these accomplishments and things that you're pursuing, like it just makes it that much sweeter because like you've come so far and like, it's so cool for us to talk about like, oh my gosh, like you, we never would have thought like 10 months ago, you know, with all the shit that you went through, um, like, look at you now and you're thriving and you know who you are and you're confident and you know your worth and it's amazing to see as a sister, as you know, I'm sure as a mother, she's just so proud. Yeah. I mean, you too. We didn't even know what was going on with you in New York. I never knew like any of this was really happening, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting too, because I think a lot of people, I mean, I definitely always try to put a perfect front up, um, you know, whether that was like, even take, for example, Instagram, like everyone posts these perfect pictures these filtered pictures these witty captions whatever but like you show yourself out at the club or in a fun party dress whatever but you're not showing the fact that your head's over the toilet all day the next day like you're not going to show like you're going to show the highlight reel of your life you know and that's definitely what I did um you know especially when I moved to New York I was just like going out till the sun came up and not remembering how I got home and Finding throw up in a bag from days earlier. Yeah. Stop. That story's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dearie. Um, Plenty of stories to share. But um, yeah, it's just, I guess like you guys didn't really know. Like I was living my life and I was trying my best to meet an adult. And I think what's interesting too is like the divorce happened, but I was like graduating college and like our parents had to come together. Like, remember we came together for my graduation. We were all taking shots together. I just flashed back to that. Yeah. And I got wasted the night before because it's like me and you were going through the same thing at the same time, which is kind of weird. We never talked about it. We never did because you would be like, I don't know. You'd be like, oh, I'm hungover. I'd be like, oh, same. It was just normal. It was like a normal thing, which is so weird. Yeah. And that's why I'm trying to make it normal to be sober because, and now we're going through this together. I know. Wow. (laughs) That's weird. So many light bulbs right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But it's, it's insane. I mean, I was so hungover for my freaking graduation that the whole family was at. And I remember being like, I need a nap. I need something. Um, but God, it just like, it all comes full circle. Really? Yeah. I just like hope that 
I don't know, that doodle. That's what we call Sheridan. Sorry. <laughs> Doodle's her nickname. Um, you know, I never want her to feel like we're judging or that. Or feel left out. Yeah, I think it might be hard. Like, she's the middle sister and literally she's sandwiched between two sober sisters. Like, mm-hmm. that can't be easy for her either. Yeah, and you know? we're beyond close now. I mean, even yesterday I bought you socks and she was like, why not me? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I'm, you have a podcast with us? <laughs> I'm like, are you drinking mocktails with us? I don't know. Oh my gosh. Ugh. But that's hard. I mean, and but that's just what I go to because you're my best friend. Obviously, I want to do stuff for you and I want to make you happy. And we're going through this together. And I think every month is such a big deal. So to be able to celebrate that and be able to reach out to each other. Yeah, it's, it's so big and it's something that like I can't really reach out to her. Yeah. With, you know, like I don't be like, hey, it's 11 months today. Like it's not yeah. like that. It's a different level of understanding. Like we know how big of a deal it is because we're going through it too. Mm-hmm. Like I think even mom, of course, she's like, oh my God, that's great. But it's like no one gets it unless you're in our shoes and yeah. we're literally like walking on the same path together. Yes. We're, yeah. So it's a cr- incredible. Oh my gosh. Don't you feel like we could talk about this forever? Yeah. I feel like that was only five minutes. I know. Cause we have a lot more stories to dive into babes. Um, if you have any questions, if our conversation has sparked any questions or topics or like, Hey Shay, like we want to hear that like story about this or that, or Hey Sid, throw up under your bed. Uh, what? Um, <laughs> like we are always going to keep it real with you. No BS. We are going to tell you everything so anything that you want to know anything that you're maybe scared to ask your partner or your friends or whoever we are your sisters you are part of the sisterhood welcome we are so happy you're here make sure to email any questions you have to the real sisters of sobriety at gmail.com i'm shay i'm sydney keep it real babes